0: Yo, 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 this is Oz, host and founder of Salinas Underground podcast.
1: And this is Claudia Melendez Salinas, co founder of Voices of Monterey Bay.
0: If you've been paying attention, you probably noticed that we've teamed up with Voices of Monterey Bay to bring you some political coverage. So far, we've interviewed supervisor candidates Steve McShane and Wendy Root Askew, and Salinas City Council candidates Car- Carla Viviana Gonzalez and Anthony Rocha.
1: We have much more on tap. This week, we've interviewed Mayoral Candidates Chris Barrera and Kimberly Craig, and District Six Candidate Vanessa Robinson.
0: This experiment of us will continue for the next few weeks or until the election arrives. We don't know whatever comes first.
1: Let us know what you think. Send us an email or find us on Twitter or Facebook. And now, without further ado, we're here with Marshall Mar- 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 Camura, who's running for District Area 6, Six of the, in the Salina City Council. Thank you for joining us here in the super special uh, Salinas Underground podcast mm-hmm. and Voices of Monterey podcast.
2: Yes, thank you for having me.
1: And we'll start things off with the easiest of the questions. Can you tell us who you are and why you decided to run?
2: Well, my name is Mars Rockamora Jr. I'm a lifelong resident here in Salinas, born and raised. I, uh, I was raised in District 6, Um how I became interested in running, I was basically encouraged by uh, the late mayor, Joe Gunter. He was basically um, him uh, and Gloria De La Rosa he used to go to a lot of the Filipino community events. I'm currently the president of the Filipino community. I've been president there for two years, and I made changes there. And um, at a lot of parties I used to run into, Mayor Gunter and um, Gloria De La Rosa, and I told him I was gonna run for president for a Filipino community. It did take me eight years to um, get into the Filipino community. And every time I'd see Mayor Guntry, he'd just shake his head and he'd tell me, good luck. Uh, the president uh, of the Filipino community was there for about 18 years. Um, they, they considered me the younger ones, but um, I'm in my 50s. And um, I told him, I go, how old were you when you when you ran? um for president and they were basically in their late 30s, early 40s. So I go, well I, I guess I'm late in the game here, but you guys still consider me the young one c- compared to you. Well, it took me 8 years. I was um I was inducted as uh, the president of the Filipino community. Uh the late mayor was there at my installation and when he seen me, he was just shaking his head and he goes, "I can't believe it. He did it." And you know, he re- he's uh a big encouragement for me. And he told me, you know what you need to do is you need to run for city council. It came up when uh, Tony Viegas, I, I believe, told um, Mayor Gunter that he's not going to uh, seek his uh, term. I mean, uh, go go for city council again for re-election. So Mayor Gunter was looking for somebody. He told me he, he checked with the Asian community, checked with a. Uh, Uh, Korean community, the Japanese and Chinese and Filipino community. No one wanted to step up. He basically looked at me and said, "You're the one. (laughs) You need to run." And I go, "Well, I don't know. Let me let me take a look. You know, let me let me see what we need to do here and what it entails." Well, so uh, he ended up um, getting me into uh, the Salinas Planning uh, Commission. I've been doing planning. I've been the Planning Commissioner for a year. He goes. I want you to be the planning commissioner. I'm going to uh, let the uh, council member know. I want you there so you could get the feel of what's going on with Salinas. It was a big help. I get to see what's going on um, with uh, with the city of Salinas. Uh, that's like one step below uh, city council. That's why Mayor Gunter wanted me there. I did apply for uh, what was it? Um, uh, traffic, I believe, and uh, or. I forget which one it was, but uh, it was already taken. But then I get a phone call from uh, the councilman saying, um, yeah, I was uh, instructed that you were interested in getting in the Planning Commission. Planning Commissioner before me was there for many years. That's why I knew it was going to be hard for me to get there. Well, little bit, um, lo and behold, I, I get in there. I was a new Planning Commissioner. It was uh, uh, good for me. Then uh, we were at the... Uh, Block party over there in Chinatown because I'm I'm part of the Asian community experience the preservation of the history of uh, Chinatown and also uh, part of the Sinus Downtown Community Board with the homeless people working on that and also the, uh, I'm part of the Chinatown revitalization. Okay, so over there we were at the down I mean a uh, block party. Mayor I, I met with Mayor Gunter and Gloria Del Rosa and he goes okay so. You are going to sign up. This was in January. And I go, you know what? I know nothing about politics. I know nothing about running. And I go, I don't even know what to do. And he goes, you don't worry about it. Mayor Gunther was the one who placed uh, Alex Heleniki, his campaign manager, <laughs> on my lap. And you know what? He was a godsend for me because I, have, I, I don't know what was going on. Here. <laughs> and he's been uh, leading me and teaching me. Politics is new to me. And, you know, finding out, you know... I'm just an ordinary resident here in Salinas that cares because I grew up, born and raised here. Um, it's a new it's a new thing for me. And it's a, a, a eye for you know for me, uh, just seeing what's going on in, behind the scenes. But um, I'm glad um, Mayor Gunter put me in this spot. Um, it gave me the opportunity to walk the streets and neighborhoods and talk to the community and hear what they uh, what they want you know for me I don't make promises like I tell everybody because I'm a resident like you I want to see action what's going on what are you going to do for me and this is what I'm hearing from everybody
1: you touched a little bit on um, the qualifications you bring but I want to know if there's something more what kind of your experience makes you qualify to be a, a city council member
2: um qualifications for city council member, what I see is basically life experience, okay? Um, growing up here in Saninas, every job I've had, um, my first job in automotive was, uh, well, it's basically my second job. I worked uh, for Midas Mufflers, and I, I became manager at a young age, okay? And um, I was 18 years old, and uh, I had five employees, and the youngest one was 28, and I had to grow up real quick, you know, and uh, leadership is a, a big thing to me. Okay, and, uh having leadership is um, basically getting people and being being able to work together. You know, in this type of job here, I'm going to put together. Uh, I, I uh, retired from automotive after 26 years, um, worked for dealerships uh, for 23 years, worked for Sam. I retired from Sam Linder Cadillac Honda. I was their shop foreman and also their shop steward. And basically, I was, my job was, I was his top um, uh, diagnostic technician. They used to bring cars from other dealerships that they couldn't fix to me. So my job is, you know, basically solving problems. That's where I feel my job, you know, my past job and my current job will come entail to uh, helping Salinas. Okay, I'm a um, business owner. I did automotive for 26 years and I've been doing uh, insurance for 11 years. Okay. I have employees. I do work with budgets. Um, The difference is like when, what I talk about is I'm not going to tell you that I've been in charge of all this. I'm telling you that as a business owner, when you have your money at stake, your decision-making is different than someone else making decisions with a board. Okay. I've been on on a lot of boards. Okay. And, when you're when when the weight's on your shoulders and you have to make the decision, you're gonna sit there and think, okay, just like me as a homeowner, uh, I, speaking to the neighborhood. When when I was telling him what my platform was, my number one platform is public safety because of the fact that I, I'm a father and grandfather. I have two, uh, uh, three kids and two grandchildren, one on the way, and number one thing comes to uh, you know to me is public safety because. I want my uh, family to be safe. Owning a business, I want my you know my employees, my customers, and everybody to be safe. They want to be able to walk into a store and be safe. They, we want to be able to walk out of our house and be safe. We want to be able to dial nine one one and have you know first responders or uh, the police be right there. You know, and as of right now, they're you know talking with. What's great is me working with the city, I, I talk with the Salinas police, I talk with the fire uh, department, and they tell me, you know, because I want to know the inside. If I'm going to be representing Salinas as a city councilman, I want to talk to with everybody. You know, it doesn't matter who it is. I don't want to build uh, walls. I want to build bridges with everybody because eventually we're going to have to work together. And that's the whole thing is working with developers yeah uh, number one, we talk about um, affordable housing we talk about um, you know homelessness okay uh, affordable housing what do we have to do We have to build homes so you have to work with developers. you cannot build walls against them. to me we may have differences, but at the end of the day it's not about you know me it's about we. we have to work together and that's what I when I talk with them, I tell them, we may come to our differences, but we could uh, find common ground. Not everybody's going to have their way. We know that. So that's why I want to make sure I have a good communications with everybody, no matter who it is. You mentioned,
0: um, again, working with developers to get some housing built and also mentioned being on the planning commission. Um so you must have some some more information about this whole West Area specific plan. You know the the, the new housing that is coming to your district. Actually, what yes. would be your district? Um, do you think that plan
2: is a good plan? Currently, is there enough housing there? Okay, so the West Area specific plan is already developed. I mean, has on the books over four thousand homes. We we did a study session with the Central Area specific plan, and I looked at that also. So that's over 4,000 homes, a little over 4,000, okay? What it is is the main thing is on, in the planning commission uh, meeting we I just had, we talked about the Veranda expansion, okay? Mm-hmm. Mayor Gunter, when he was alive, I talked to him, and same with um, uh, the um, past uh, city manager, Ray Corpus, and I asked him what's going on with this um. Baronda uh, Road extension because all my constituents are asking hey there's so much traffic and myself yeah it's two lanes right and it's the edge of. It's well, a, it's my, my my office road. is right there at fish and chips okay, oh, okay. if I leave and I, I live right by Alvarez High School if I leave at 5 o'clock it takes me sometimes 20 minutes to get home <laughs> and it's yeah. like my gosh you know so normally it would take me a little less than 10 minutes like maybe 6 or 7 minutes to get home if there's hit all the lights and traffic yeah. okay so uh, our last meeting, um, I found, and I, and I did reach out to uh, our city councilman and uh, other council uh, members. I, I go, I thought this was already a done deal. You know, why is it coming through uh, C- uh, planning commission again? Well, basically, it, uh, it's, you know, they're still doing their, uh, their checks, just like I was talking about the West Area Specific Plan. We passed that. Same with the city council. And I, and, I, and I guarantee it's going to go back to the city council because there's so many things that need to be situated, you know, and a lot of people don't understand it's not like getting it done. And that's one thing I want to push is um, permitting. There's a way to work with permitting. There's been a study session on uh, permitting that was done in 2005. Why aren't we doing that? I, I read the uh, study session on that. And, and it's a solid idea. And that's the ideas that we want to bring forward. Okay. Okay. But um, we're not going to see any movement because of uh, the uh, uh, Veranda Road extension. They're going to do it in three phases. Okay, so Mm -hmm. the first phase is from Lowe's area to um, McKinnon. Next phase from there is from McKinnon to the middle uh, between El Dorado and Natividad. Third phase goes from Natividad to um, Independence. And then so you're talking about in between phases. Okay, so when can you start on the West area? You can't start on that West area until the roads are taken care of because there's going to be bottlenecks and there's going to be so much traffic. So how far are we looking into it? We're looking into possibly seven years before they even break ground. So how can we, you know, uh, push affordable housing? Okay, so affordable housing, the only thing you can do right now, okay, in the city of Salinas is infill infill in different places now yeah. is that going to solve the problem no it isn't it's only going to cover so many um housing for so many people okay i brought it up so many times you know and we did have a meeting i mean uh we did have a uh uh mc weekly forum on there and they talked about they asked me would you st- i mean would you be against the boundaries of salinas and i go no why would i be a, 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 about boundaries of salinas when there's nowhere to build here in Salinas besides the West area and all that, but yeah. that's later. We, we could start, if we start working with, you know, uh, these developers outside of Salinas, okay? So basically, how are we going to uh, uh, find a way to get affordable housing? Everybody knows who knows in business is supply and demand. Right now, there's no supply. Prices are going up on houses. There, You know, I have friends in uh, the real estate, Okay. There's bidding wars right now, so what does that do? Drives prices up. My plan, what I recommend to them, is we need to sit and talk with developers. Possibly think of outside building outside, just like what uh, Gonzalez and Solidad is doing. Um, uh, Gilroy Morgan Hill is doing. They're building outside. They're drawing income. Okay, they're bringing revenue back to uh, City of Sinaloa. I mean, uh, to their towns, Gonzalez and all that. Why can't we do it over here? Okay. So, and that's, that's the whole thing. We talk about uh, affordable housing. It will never be done. How? How are you going to do that? You cannot uh, build affordable housing. Say we say in the West area, you can't stop people from coming over here from the Bay Area. Okay. Yeah. You can't, you can't stop. You, You can't say it's only for city of Salinas. Okay. Marina, those houses over there in Marina that are being built, more than half of them are from the Bay Area. Why? Uh, the Bay uh, the Bay Area in San Jose, those homes are selling for 1.5, 1.3 for a small home. So they're selling their homes, coming down here, buying one of those homes by Marina for 800000 Now they're pocketing the rest. So how can you stop that? You can't. So what do we need to do? You know, and I tell them, we we should just start building outside. What are they going to do? If we build outside of Salinas, maybe like in the old stage area, outside of Salinas in different pockets. Yeah. They're still going to come to Salinas to buy all their food. Is that revenue? Yes, that is revenue. Okay, that's why I believe, you know, no, there shouldn't be a boundary. And, I, and I'm i totally against it because my daughter lives in Sacramento. We went uh, looking for houses with her. She brought us with us, uh, with her. And, um, man, they, they have beautiful homes. They have the lower income housing development. They have the higher ones. So each development, there's different ones. Where do you want to live at? But, you know, the lower development housing use are beautiful. Why can't we do that here in Salinas?
1: Let me ask you a little bit. Um, obviously, you believe that, like most people, that uh, lack of affordable housing is a problem. What other issues do you see are a problem in your district in particular and in the city as a whole?
2: That's, and thank you for asking on that one. That one is, I, I don't go over there talking to my uh, neighbors, I mean, my uh, neighborhood Basically, what I I tell them is I'm running for city council. I want to be your voice. What what problems do you see? I don't tell them what I'm going to do. I tell them what problems do you want to see? Because as a resident myself, I look at myself if you're asking me. What they're seeing is basically public safety is number one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number two is infrastructure sidewalks. Uh, I walked uh, a lot of streets and you see the sidewalks are terrible. You know, they're they're like, you know, a foot up, you know, and what's going on? The trees, they're bad. Okay. How can we solve that? You know, number one, I I talked to one um, resident and he was saying, I had to pay half. I go, yeah, I'm not for that. I'm just like you. Why would I have to pay for a sidewalk? That's not even mine. That's a city. Okay. How can we do it? City uh, has a budget and that's one thing I want to, um, where my experience comes in as a business owner, they need business owners that understand the budget, not, you know, they want somebody who's been there, who's put their own, uh, you know, their money to make a decision on it. Like I Mm -hmm. say, I could spend your money, no problem. And I could sleep at night if I, if I mess up, Mm -hmm. that's easy. But if it's my money, it's different. Okay. So my way of thinking is the city's money is my money. So I have to look at it, and what's the best, you know, way as a business owner? Us business owners always think, how can we save money but get the same quality of work out there? What I what I've suggested is, you know, um, there's different suggestions for helping um, the sidewalks because that's the main issue that people are complaining about. Very dangerous and all that. I'm an insurance agent. What I wanted to know, and I and I already asked, how much has this, how much has Selena's paid out in liability claims? one claim could cost over $100,000, okay? So it's been proven that one block will cost about $100,000. So how many claims have we paid out, okay? As as an insurance guy, I know, I see how that is, okay? There's different ways uh, you could approach it and different ideas, you know, that I brought up that we could do is basically adopt a neighborhood, working with, uh, you know, the outside uh, people like uh, nonprofits, okay? Um, doing community events okay Um, uh, fundraising and putting it into a a till to fix our community so basically getting community involvement reinvesting into our city you know reinvesting back into our cities is a big thing and that's what we need to do does the city have enough of a budget to be able to do this? Or is it going to
0: have to somehow spur economic development or like you were saying, bring in the private sector or nonprofits in?
2: That's the only way we could do it as of right now. We're, we we're behind in in that budget. And that's the main thing that we uh, really need to look at. Okay. How can we save that money and how can we take care of Salinas on their needs? What are not, you know, as, as a business owner, you need to see what, what are your top priorities The other ones could come in reaching out, okay? Reaching out to other, uh, you know, like nonprofits and all that, okay? And there's a lot of nonprofits out there and grants that we could apply for. And I know the city is applying for many grants. But they have a lot of issues on hand, like the streets. So they're putting a lot of money into the streets, okay? Um, They started uh, working on sidewalks, but... There's different ways you could do sidewalks. And I'd like to talk to public works and see, you know, there's ways you could save money basically like, okay, uh, uh, sidewalks are like pavers. Why can't we cut them, pick them up, put them to the side, cut the roots, put them back down. How much money do we save on that? Okay, so we could do it like that, but we just need to be more creative and see how we can save more money and putting money to where we need to put the money.
1: You mentioned, you've mentioned several times that you're for public safety. And so I want to ask first, what do people say to you when they mean public safety? And also if you're open about different types of addressing public safety, like I'll tell you about the program after I get your answer.
2: Well, public safety, what I talk about is, you know, um, basically policing. OK, so I do agree with everybody that we need to reform the police. Uh, you know what we, what we talk about now is not really happening here in Salinas that's happening in uh, all parts of the United States it's different okay um what i see here is uh is there um is there uh, what what they're talking about is uh systemic racism that's happening in other places not here in Salinas you could say you know uh Salinas is 77% hispanic okay, then uh, Caucasian, then the Asian community. Um, when all this stuff uh, started coming on, the Asian community was really hit hard, okay? And that's not here, not as much here in Salinas, but in the Bay Area, okay? The Bay Area was hit hard with that. But what I look at is, the city of Salinas doesn't have that, that problem. What they need to do is, okay, uh, like we, we all talk about, I don't believe in defunding police, as uh, Salinas grows, I believe in giving more. city of Salinas, the uh, Salinas Police Department is 22 officers short. They're doing a great job. Uh, 2007, we had 40 murders. Uh, 2016, the murder uh, rates started dropping. As of right now, I believe we're at six or seven. Okay, so that's great. With, you know, uh, with how many officers, you know, 22 officers short they are, they're doing a great job. But as like in the business, as your business grows, you need more people, okay? You can't subtract people. It's just like going to the grocery store. You don't take away, uh, you know, cashiers when there's a big old line. You need to put more people in. So if it's real busy, you need to get more cashiers out there. It's the same uh, logic as as your business grows, you need more police, okay? Um, What's happening in uh, in the neighborhoods? Crime. There's thefts why the patrolling they just started doing foot patrol that was big when i was a young kid you know when i was a young kid there was a lot of foot patrol in the, in the um uh, main street area and all that and they need more people out there if you get if they show more uh if they're more visible like when i was growing up we always seen a cop while we're driving so you know now you see a cop here a cop there because they're so short okay yes there is um overtime but Reason why there's overtime because they're short. So they have to cover shifts. So there's no way around it. Okay. When I get into office there as a city councilman, that's what we need to look at. What what is better to hire more people to cut down on your overtime? Okay. And there is ways you could do it. Okay.
1: So there's a program in Oregon. It's called Cahoots. And the program um it's a program that utilizes the services of social services people. That will uh, take care of some some calls that are non-threatening, but they take uh, the police department. As you probably have heard, they they intervene in a lot of cases that are probably not, um, you know, they're not they're not threat to safety. But it's like a drunk person on the street or an intoxicated person, and this program cahoots addresses those calls thereby freeing the police to do what they know how to do best, which is solve, like, real crimes, right? Um, and so that there's a um, proposal out there put out by a colleague of mine, uh, Joe Livernois. The proposal is called REACT to fund a similar program here in Monterey County. Is that something that you would be supportive of?
2: Of course. I. You know, I'm always open to everything. I'm not set to my ways, like I tell everybody. Um, I'm open to all ideas. If it makes sense to me, yes. We should entertain everything that comes across. You should never close your door to anything because you never know. Um, as a president of the Filipino community, I, I opened it, my doors to everybody there because I don't know everything. You might come across and say, you know what, Mars, there's something that you know I want to bring to you. You know what, you're right. That sounds good. It ain't going to hurt to try it. Okay, It's only going to make it better. Uh, I do believe in uh, when they have five or six officers, you know, and you have a, a certain case, bring it to one officer or two officers, and bring a social worker out with them. Okay, that's what I believe in. I don't believe in just bringing a social worker out there, no, because they are not trained. Social workers are not trained if they go combative. See, that's what the police officer there to settle it down. But the way the uh, San police are right now, they they've been doing their training they okay. they've already done nine of their uh, training uh, things that were brought down from uh, the attorney general and the federal. So they already uh, implemented that. So I got to commend them for what they have, you know, and what they're doing right now. And that's one thing everybody has to understand. Um, I believe in um, starting. I, I've been coaching at Alvarez High School. Uh, I've been coaching basketball there. I'm the assistant boys uh, basketball coach for varsity. I've been there for 18 years working with the kids. We have a program over at uh, Alvarez the uh, NJROTC. We need to come up and I've talked to Salinas police, they're uh, training uh, people, they need to come up with a program with over there in uh, city I mean in, in the school district that could open it up for these young kids who are interested in it so they could take these classes. basically they're gonna uh, when you train them at a young age and especially at the high school age, they're gonna be policing their own friends, saying, "Oh, you shouldn't do that." Okay, as they go through that, they just need what two years, because you have to be twenty-one. Two years going into Hartnell or MPC, okay, to get the criminal justice. Then they could run uh, and do an internship with Salinas Police, just like the Explorers, and they're they're reinvesting in the community. If we could hire within, the more they would, you know, we wouldn't uh, have people, you know, Salinas Police jumping from job to job they'd be reinvesting back into their city because they're going to take it differently and they're going to take it seriously because they grew up on these streets. They knew everybody. They know all these kids or all their friends out there. They'll be able to talk to them. So that's the difference, what I'd like to see uh, with hiring within. Mm.
0: Do you have ideas for creating programs for kids that, that say they don't want to be a police officer, but they still want to help the community? and have a good paying job.
2: That's where I, I do still support, um, I still support the Police Activities League. And then also I support a um, Rancho Cielo. okay? Um, in fact, uh, I know um, Judge Phillips, you know, Supervisor Phillips, I've talked with him and he has he put that program together, he put Rancho Cielo together. When he was talking with me since I have the automotive experience and I did that for 26 years, he, he asked me if I was willing to help him put a program together, you know, to get them ready to get in, into the automotive field. Since, you know, like I said, I, I did it for 26 years, and I was a manager, and I did a lot of a, a lot of hiring. So I've hired many, you know, um, technicians out there, okay? And I, I know what to look for uh, because I did it for so many years. I was lucky that when I went to um, – automotive school i went to sequoia automotive back in the days now it's wyotech um when i was at uh i worked for gm and um one of the teachers over in san leandro took me i was taking a set class it's called specialized electronics training and i was a i was into hot rods and he goes <laughs> and i told him oh where's the carburetors i want to learn carburetors back then it was 1987 he goes you know what Mars? everything's going fuel feel injected everything's going computerized Because do you want to stay in the trade? Learn computers, learn wiring, you know, learn wiring schematics, okay? So basically, you know, that's where I bring my experience from diagnosing to what I'm doing today, okay? In order to have solutions for the city, it's just like I tell my technicians, you ain't going to fix the car unless you know how it works. And that's where I bring, um, you know, life experience. How are you going to... solve Salinas' problem when you never experience that. And that's why I say, and uh, the neighbors even tell me uh, when I walk the streets, we want somebody who's been in our shoes. Because when we speak, we want to know how you feel. And that's what I tell them. You know what? You know I could tell you a story. When I worked at the um, dealership, I opened up a a shop when I was young, when I was 23 years old. My daughter was four years old. My son was just born. My wife worked a t-shirt shop, okay? Later to find out, I'm laid off, okay? My unemployment was $200 for six months. I didn't know how I was going to survive with my, you know, trying to raise a family of four with a newborn. Found out my wife was trying to buy formula, you know, buy one, get one. So I could feel for everybody. I've been there. And when someone tells me a sad story... I could relate. I can empathize with them. I've been there, and that's where I feel uh, life experience does make uh, you know a big deal on uh, running for this um, position because going to these uh, uh, city council meetings, you're hearing stories, and I'm sitting there, you know, in the audience also listening to everybody telling their stories, and I could relate to them. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know there, you know, it's a single mom or, you know, it's a a family with the the mom taking care of the kids and, you know, the father working in the fields. It's hard.
1: Okay. Let me ask you something. Um, You bring up, you bring, you brought up a couple times the issue of having life experience. And you also mentioned being president of the Filipino club. And that makes me think of people who are running for the seat who happen to be Latin Latino, well, uh, Latino African American, Latino, and you are Filipino, mm-hmm. obviously and uh, and older than these young people. So I'm wondering about what do you see in terms of the ethnic, youth, uh, age makeup of your of your um, of your district? They would think that you know everybody thinks Creek Ridge is probably only old, you know affluent. Uh, white people, but here you are, Filipino-American, mm-hmm. and there's this Latino and young African-American, Latina. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, African-American, white. So it just feels that it's a very diverse area. Tell me about the diversity and tell me about you as a Filipino-American representing this area.
2: So District 6 is about uh, 55% Hispanic and uh, about 28% uh, Asian, okay? And then the rest, you know, uh, feeling the spot. Um, I don't look at color for me. Um, like I said, when we're we grew up here in Salinas, you know, it was mostly Caucasian here back in, you know, back in when I, I grew up in the 70s. I was born in late 60s. But growing up, you know, we go out and I, I have friends um on Facebook uh surprised that I'm running for city council and they're just telling me how proud they are, you know, that my gosh, Mars, you're running. Um, you know, looking at that is uh and talking to the uh, neighborhood, it, it's mixed. It's mixed on age too. So you're looking at basically uh, for the people I talk to when I walk the neighborhoods, I've been talking to maybe late 20s to all the way up to um, 80s, okay? And when I talk to the older 80s, they start talking about Mars. Do you remember this? And I go, yeah, I do remember that. And, you know, they like to tell their stories, okay? The younger ones, they see what's going on and they talk about you know you know I don't like to talk about my um, you know the other um, candidates but they just say you know age does matter okay because it, it you know even if I wasn't running I'm looking at it I'm like okay I need to look at somebody who does understand because I I do as a Filipino um, community president they know that I push the younger students as I work with kids you know as a coach I'm a role model to them and it's about leadership. And I'm trying to push these younger people because they're the future. They are the future of the uh, of United States. So we don't know who's coming out, you know, graduating from these schools or who's going to be the next president. You don't know the way they are now. okay? But there's some kids that are very ambitious. And I do push them, but I go, you know, take step by step, work it, you know, get your life experience. Because that's what's really going to affect you getting into this. I'm not into this, you know, using this as a stepping stone to get to the next level. I was just, like I say, pushed by um, Mayor Gunter because he goes, you know, Mars, it's your time. What you did here in the Filipino community, what I did in two years, they never did in the 18 years they were there. I made a lot of changes, and our group uh, grew. So when I first started um, about uh, 11, or 10 years ago at the, in the Filipino community, in the meetings, there used to be like five people, my wife, myself, and three other people, members. I'm like, what's going on? My dad, when he was still alive, he was on, he was a board member. I grew up there, and there's a lot of kids who grew up at the Filipino community, and I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of my friends who are Hispanic. They all grew up at the Filipino community. They went to the dances and all that. I, I told my dad, you know, I don't want to be involved in this, but then I started seeing, you know what? My dad and them are getting old and just dwindling down nobody's coming i made a, a you know promise to my dad that you know what i'm gonna fix this and my uncle who passed away my dad's older brother they were very heavily involved in the um, community they were involved my uncle was i believe he was a planning commissioner also he was in the hospital and he told me he goes what's going on with the filipino community it was not like that before and i have i'm um, part of you know with my cousins and my brothers and sisters I'm one of 26, you know, grandchildren. We all grew up there. I'm the only one that's been over. I mean, that's really pushing this. They're also proud of me, but you know, they're supporting me. Mm-hmm. But I told my dad and my uh, uncle that you know what, I'm going to bring it back the way it was because it was basically they're running like Philippines, and I'm I'm not saying only Filipinos. There's other clubs I've seen that, you know, they they do their own thing. Mm-hmm. For me, when uh, Mayor Gunter was at my installation you know, my speech was, it's not about me, it's about we, we, the people are going to make this better. When I took over, the, uh, um, we have a membership of, I believe over 300 members, not all of them go to it. Uh, at my meetings, I'm averaging about 50 people, 40 to 50 people coming to wow. my meetings. I tell them I don't cut nobody off. I told them all I am is it's, you, you see president, it's just a label. I'm just like you. My job here is to make sure everybody works together and we find a solution. That's why I feel, you know, where my experience comes. I want to bring everybody together and hear, you know, and that's one thing. I I talk to the neighborhood. I want to be, you know, the reasonable voice to you. You're going to see me out here talking to you because I want to hear.
1: I think you touched on this a little bit, but maybe you can talk a little bit more about what makes a good leader.
2: What makes a good leader is being able to work with other people. You should never build walls against anybody because eventually you're going to have to work with them. If you build those walls, you'll never get anything done. Just like what we see in politics today. You know, you got the left and the right working and they're not budging because they're set to their ways. As for me, you know, yes, I am a registered Democrat because I was born that way. My dad, you know, it's just like all of us, you have to do this and yeah, okay. But my, what I see is, I may be set on something, but if you tell me something and it seems right and it looks right and it is right, and I listen to the other side, well, you know what? We have to come and find common ground. City of Salinas has been having a problem for many years because of the fact that we're not getting things done. Just like we're talking about the West Area Specific Plan, Central Area, um, the um, Veranda Road. Why why is it taking so long? It's starting here at the um, permitting center. The permitting center is so strict, and that's why I'm trying to work with developers, trying to find out what's the best way. Because I'm hearing it from them. I, you know, when I took over the Philippine community, I'm going to tell you one story. Uh, we wanted to change windows. It took me three months just to get a permit, just to change three windows. Um, when I was at the, since I'm on the Planning Commission, they asked me, Mars, do you want us to help you?" I go, "No, I want to know how it is, what everybody's feeling, because I want to." I, I, I want to experience what they're feeling. So I could, you know, tell, okay, this is wrong. So basically I let it go through. It took me three months just to get windows replaced. And I go, that's wrong. Yeah. Okay, so you could look at other cities. Okay, so uh, over in Gilroy, they have, uh, you know, um, one of the people went uh, to get a permit to get, uh, what is it, um, the uh, hotels um, being built. Took them one day. Why? Because we have problems over here. Okay, it's it's not the it's the system they're running. Okay, so basically my understanding, and I was checking on it with the permitting center. They have different departments. Each department has a manager. We need to change that. Okay, yeah, you have your managers, but you have to have in the permitting process. You have to have one manager. You know. I'm telling you this because, you know, I know my opponents, they talk about permitting and all this, but they don't say how they're going to do it. Yeah. I have, you know, ideas of how we're going to do it because that's why I want to work with everybody and find out ideas. If we do it and get uh, one manager to oversee everything, okay, we could streamline the uh, process. If that process doesn't work, then we should have an arbitration team that will look at it and saying. If you went and say, okay, I want to get a permit, it got denied. Well, I want to go to arbitration. Now they could look at it, and then now you get a a, a team of uh, architects, contractors, and all them, so they could weigh in on it. Is it going to streamline it? Yes. Is it going to bring money into, uh, you know, revenue into the city of Sinus? Yes. For everyone that takes so long, we lose money. This is what we're talking about, the budget. How are we going to bring more money in? Okay? Just like if we're building uh, sub-communities. Is that going to bring money in? Yes, it will. Even though it's outside of Salinas, it's going to bring money in because they're going to be uh, reinvesting into Salinas. That's why I'm, I'm totally against when they say the boundaries. That's why I always tell everybody, you have to think outside the box. We've been doing this too many too long, you know? Like like you talk about my uh, uh, opponents, they haven't lived long enough to see the difference of what happened, you know, how the Salinas grew. And the changes. And that's what I go by is the changes that I see growing up. You know, I used to be able to ride my bike to the east side. We even uh one store, we even walked from Alvin Drive all the way to Spreckles just to get fireworks and then came yeah. home. Started at started at uh, nine in the morning, got home at nine thirty. <laughs> and those are stories that mm-hmm. wow, quite, get,
1: What quite a workout you got there. Oh
2: yeah. But you know, as a young kid. We weren't tired. We were, we were like energizer bunnies. We'll go. Yeah. Now you ask me to do that, and I'll say no. <laughs> you know, but there's many stories we could talk about of changes that we've seen here in Salinas. That you know, that's why I, you know I feel. I mean, at that point of life, I'm a business owner, and I, I have the flexibility of going out to talking to people or going to meetings because you know you have to be really involved talking to the other council members. You're involved in a lot of these committees. How are you going to have that time? And people ask me, "How are you going to have that time, Mars?" I go, "I'm a business owner. I just have to look at myself. I'm lucky that I have good employees that could run my business and set appointments for me when I come there. But I could leave anytime I want to take care of, uh, you know, City of Salinas. That's where I feel that, you know." I have an advantage of my opponents mm-hmm. because that I am a, a business owner. You have
1: more flexibility. I have a pressure. lot more flexibility.
2: Just like yeah. if you called me and said, "Mars, I have a problem," I'll be right there. Mm. So
0: I'm picturing myself as a as a District Six um, voter. And it, may I say, I I love this series in that it's showing everybody that we've interviewed is just like, yeah, I'm just a business owner or a regular Salinas person that just decided to run, and it, it's so cool. So um, but
1: that's because he wants to run one day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm setting my foundation here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, I, again, putting myself in the shoes of a district six voter and I'm saying, okay, everybody here is a local Salinas person. It's not some politician coming in with higher aspirations. Um, and that's been a selling point for everybody. That's what everyone has said. Um, but maybe they're a little concerned that you might be too knowledgeable with the system or you've been working. Again, maybe you already have your ways set or, or, you know, you've been in these commissions and several things. So how can you convince them that you are flexible enough, even at this age, after having all those experiences to really represent them, you know, how they would want to be represented?
2: Well, my track record as uh, being president of the Filipino community for two years and also being manager of uh, several um, automotive, um, there's a lot my character and a lot of people know my character as working with everybody. I've changed many things working together with them. Um, I don't claim anything doing it by myself, uh, uh, Filipino community. We as a team made changes. Um, you know, what you say is, uh, you know, how am i gonna uh convince people? I'm not set to my ways everybody knows that um there's no one in my back pocket. <laughs> I yeah. came in Mayor Gunter is uh a republican i'm a Democrat, but he knew uh, me he knew my mom my mom worked uh, for nativity- nativity medical Center for thirty three years in emergency that's how he he knew my mom they They were very close and my mom oh, I know the mayor. <laughs> Well, um, you know, with him, he uh, he saw in me what I, uh, what I did with the Filipino community of grouping everybody together. I was able to bring in um, the other Filipino clubs. Okay, because uh, before when I was growing up, there was several, you know, Salinas has several Filipino clubs. Now they're all together. The Filipino uh, community belongs to the Filipino community and more. When I took over the Filipino community, um, I, I have, uh, 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 Latinos, I have, uh, Caucasians, I have African American members. They're all in there because as long as we know, and I tell them as long as we know that we're preserving the Filipino heritage and they go, we love it. We grew up with the Filipinos, but what they see in me working together with everybody and then me working with city of Salinas, working with the Salinas downtown community board, you know, uh, working with the homeless, we're trying to find solutions okay, there's no one fix for the homeless. They know that. And I told them that, and they know that. But the whole thing is, how can we fix that? I go, it's collaboration. Collaboration with all the nonprofit groups that are trying to find a solution because everybody has their solution, but we're not getting together. We should all join together, work together, work with surrounding cities, okay? It's not only here in Salinas, it's everywhere. Working with surrounding cities working with Monterey County we all have to work together and we should have one joint meeting finding a solution okay we ain't gonna fix it but we could find a solution to help it it's great what they did with the good night in it's baby steps moving forward that's something that's going to help okay and I, I see a lot of negativity on some of it but I guess you have to go out there and see what's going on in Chinatown area, in the uh, all along uh, North—I mean uh, North Main Street—and all that. All the homeless people. Some people don't want to be helped. Some people want to stay out there. They don't want rules. So you have to deal with that. How are you going to get around that? It's about working together.
1: It's a very complex problem, for sure. Yes, um,
2: it's something you're not going to uh, fix overnight or right. <laughs> within a couple of months. Mm-hmm. No.
1: Let me, let us fix, uh, We're going to switch gears here a little bit. And now uh, we've been asking these questions out of, uh, of everybody. And this is a question about uh, literature. What kind of books? I mean, we live in the city of Steinbeck, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, up to recently, the only Nobel prize winner. Now we have two Nobel prize winners in this country, which is really oh, exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> yay for uh, poetry and and our new book. Uh, poet so cool. and um so tell us wh- what books have influenced your thought process
2: well mine is you know most of my books i don't read I, I don't basically don't read the last book i basically probably read was uh, the mice and men like everybody does mm-hmm. okay it's a watch great the movies yeah, it's a great yeah. book. what yeah. really inspires me reading these books is watching uh the movies and then you try to see what the difference is. What we're reading? Oh,
1: I love doing that. That's, that's fun. why I love yeah. to see. Hey,
2: it's a little bit different, but it's made for television, and you know, right. and That's what they do. Most of the books I read are uh, technical books, um, leadership books. So it's helping me out. You know, speaking and you know, I'm you know, self help. Yeah, self growth. It's yeah. most of that because as business owners, we're trying to see what could help us communicate with your employees, and that's where I feel. I have an advantage too on them because I'm in charge of employees because, you know, as a business, you're not in a business just to break even. You're in a business to make money. So you have evaluations. And, you know, I found that, and I told, I tell my employees, I'll never be like the way they used to treat me. I'm not going to treat you guys. I get people involved. So my employees are always involved in my decision-making. So I tell them what we're doing and I get them involved. And that's where I want to bring into the city of Salinas as a city councilman, working together. It's not about, you know, me against any of the others as city council people. It's about working together. Because working together, we're gonna get things accomplished. Working with the mayor, we're gonna get things accomplished. So you don't want to build walls against anybody. It's about listening to what they have to say and making a reasonable, you know, solution and telling them this is where you know what you know what I think. And then you could hear, and that's what you want to do. So basically, you know, it's working together. I love working, you know, you know, as, as a manager, uh, I've worked together uh, with a lot of my employees and they love it because I listen to what they have to say.
1: Sounds like you're a good boss.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Good. Do you have any other questions, Oz?
0: No. Well, actually, I did want to clarify. When you kept saying uh, Filipino Community Center, that's that place right next to well, what we would call Cristo Rey Church, yes, Cristo right, Rey. By, by Gutierrez. Um. Yeah, because you mentioned that a lot, and uh, yeah, we did. If you go to the back to listen to our history episode, you'll you'll hear a lot about the Filipino community and what they've contributed to Selena's.
2: Oh yeah, and you know when you you say uh, Crystal Ray, it's great. You know, when, since I became president, Yolanda there, the uh, business manager there at uh, Crystal Ray. She's since I took over, she communicates with me. Uh, what we did was um, the first year I became president, I was able to. Uh, redo the um, parking lot on both sides of Filipino community. What I did was I I went over there and talked to them and said, hey, what would you like to, uh, would it be okay if I opened up the gate? Put a chain on it. They have problems with parking. Same with us. So many people didn't go to the Filipino community because they had to park all the way on Isan Street and all that so they wouldn't go to events. First thing they said to me was, Mars, how did you do that? I go, you just have to be open and talk with them. So, Yolanda over there, she calls me, How is everything going with the COVID? And we have a good communication. She goes, I am so glad that you became president. And I go, They never talked to you. They go, No, they never really reached out. But to me, I like to talk with people because I'm very friendly with everybody, you know, but it's about working together. And they're so happy because now I uh, let them use our parking. And so they are so happy. And uh, we uh, resurfaced the uh, parking, fixed our gates. My gosh, they're they're really happy on that. That but we sounds have, like we a really
1: great solution to a problem that was solved through communication. Yeah. That's very commendable. Yeah, that's really that's cool. great to hear for mm-hmm. sure.
2: They're they're happy. They're very yeah. happy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well that's that's really all I had. Um we tend to to leave the, the floor to the the candidate at the end to give you a, a little final parting thought that you would on leave people with if again if Claudia, if you're if you don't have anything else. But yeah, so anyway. What would you like to leave
2: the people with? Well, you know, I'm telling everybody, you know, to uh, really look at all the candidates and look at the qualifications. You know, I don't, like I say, don't talk about any of the other candidates. I speak for myself. Uh, look at my history. Look what I've done. Um, uh, I'm, I want to be the voice of the people, and I want to work with everybody. Um, like I say, my character, and a lot of people could speak on my behalf, on my character, my past employees, my past friends who I've worked with. And they know, and same with the Filipino community, same with the city of Salinas. I work with everybody, and we try to find a solution. What works for everybody, and I found that's what changed a lot for the Filipino community, and their involvement with the city, and also their involvement with Cristo Rey. And I, I'm I'm proud to have a, a good relationship with Cristo Rey, because uh, and they they're so proud too, and uh, I, I love the friendship um, where they reach out to me and they just call me and just say how are you doing and you know everything's okay and great you know but um i'm looking for uh, their vote on november 3rd and i want to be the voice of the people and i can't promise everything but I w- i'm going to give uh you know their um complaints or their issues or their concerns and we're going to uh, try to work something out and try to find a solution and let's try to get something um you know resolved here in city of salinas and it's been a long time that. Um, Uh, uh, nothing's been done with the uh, roads, potholes, you know, and basically number one is safety. Uh, Like I say, is uh, safety as in even your cars, you know, how much damage is cars getting with these potholes? They're slowly doing it. But main thing is trying to figure out this um, budget that we have and trying to find a solution. And let's bring in, uh, one thing I wanted to say is I I do believe in bringing in, uh, you know, uh, like I've talked about, you know why? Why do we have to go to uh, Gilroy to go to the outlets? Okay, mm-hmm. why can't we build one here? Okay, and number one is, uh, I know my opponent talked about mom and pop stores. I'm basically like a mom, mom and pop store. Same with my other friends. Talking to all my friends who own businesses, we rely on um, business coming in. What brings people into City of Salinas? Big box stores. Okay, anchor stores. Anchor stores bring people into Salinas. They don't just come in for our uh, mom and pop stores. They come in just like they came in for Hobby Lobby, Dick's. People start coming in. Uh, I like to see back when we were growing up. Peter Paul, my dad worked for McCormick Shellings, um, Smuckers. My a lot of my uh, friends and family worked for Smuckers. That's going to bring higher paying jobs. I'd like to reach out to them and bring uh, jobs like that back to Salinas. That's what's going to help our mom-and-pop stores like myself and everybody else because yeah. they're going to be coming in for that and saying, oh, let me take a look at this.
1: Yeah, and from where we hear those big changes don't come and there's there's the roofs, right? So it becomes the cycle. Like you have to have the roofs first and then you have to have the people and then you have to – and it's just like a never-ender story. But thank you so much for yes. being on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And the uh, ballots have – dropped everybody they should be in your mailboxes already so please start studying the propositions and the candidates and don't forget to vote
2: thank you mars Rockmore jr thank you thank you for having me
1: thank you so much